This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as Interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as Sister Lolienne Mina. My report shows that further strides have been made in sussing out the Homonovus by gathering the candidate's baseline genetic data. Piper convinced Chasener Bogotan to assist in her search for the cultists, Seth struck a deal with Lucia Bain to ensure her triumph in the tournament, and the limits of Olian's confidence in Nero was pushed further as he agreed to an impromptu brain scan. Will Fabricator Cathane permit them to leave his presence alive? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. From the scrabbled ravings of Fabius Bile. I can always use a few strong arms or a few more spare parts. I shall leave it up to them to choose which they would rather be. Sister Mina, you are standing facing down uh, nearly a metric ton worth of fabricator Cathane. Just, you realize now, having seen Cathane at the dinner and here, Cathane appears to be more a torso and a robotic skull that are plugged into various bodies. And the one here is large, multiple servo arms, legs that are clearly deeply bent, hunched forwards, but very menacing. And Cathane says, Who are you and how dare you have intruded upon my realm? Olian like turns about and twitches like she's she's like battle ready and then she winds herself down and says we have an appointment Tom you're getting blasted with weird visions but you have no idea this is happening still uh, the nicest bed I've ever been in uh <laughs> so you know just dealing with that weirdness Cathane turns to Ignatius Ironforth and says, why wasn't I made aware of this? And Ironforth's like, oh, I'm, uh, well, I, I made a promise at dinner and then there was the issue of banishment, so I was giving you plausible deniability in case there were legal ramifications. And Cathane weighs, you, you see, you can almost feel the meters of like Cathane's trust meter inside this giant insectoid robot head go, 
this does kind of math out for me. Hmm. But why did you search for an interrogator of the Inquisition? Uh, and Ignatius is like, ha ha, sister. And just throws you under the bus. So you're going to have to explain this, <laughs> Sister Mina. Oh, not her forte. She just gives him the dirtiest, dirtiest look. And she says, because we're escorting a inquisition. Do you have a, can you roll me a cunning check uh, at difficulty one? Oh. Just straight cunning versus the difficulty. All right. Here we go. One success, one advantage. Uh, you have the ability to call in a favor from an organization that, that they can't say no to. If you want to derail Cathane's questions, you could demand something for the Gladiator games. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I wanted to save it for later, but God damn it, I guess we're here. <laughs> oh, I, all right. Well, sorry. Or you can everybody. save it. <laughs> I it's, wanted it's up, to it's save whatever's it. In sister, this we is have sister. many more days going on here. That is very true. I feel like I could kill this guy, maybe. <laughs> Um, it's fine. It's fine. She's, she's just going to, you know, we're doing, we're doing her second idea, which is just, she's going to flip over her cape and all that stuff and pull out her shield, which has a big Inquisition eye on the front. And she's going to say, because we are the Inquisition. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like the moment the shield comes out, Cathane immediately produces three different weapon arms that start charging, but Cathane looks to Ignatius and goes, Did the genetic platform balance out? This is confirmed. And Ignatius is like, Yeah, yeah, they're real. I was surprised too. Hmm. Balls. Uh, and the big weapon <laughs> arms just power down. And she uh, puts her shield back. away. She just did it to show, just for showsies. And Cathane <laughs> shrinks down a little bit and comes to rest on the floor. You can see the hisses of steam kind of spray out as she settles down. What can we do for the Inquisition? We are in compliance. Well, the Inquisition and the Emperor appreciate that. And what you can do is keep your mouth shut and let Ignatus do his job. Acceptable. Uh, and you, she stands back up through the hiss of steam and you hear the big clunks. You look down and see she's making dents in the floor as she walks. This is clearly a combat body put on to go deal with uppity intruders. And Cathane leaves and slams the door behind her. Uh, and you just see Ignatius let out a big breath as though there probably are human lungs inside Ignatius is what you would assume. Ah, oh, that was convenient. A good cover, too. Uh, by saying that, it means she can throw me under the bus if anything goes wrong. So she won't keep too close an eye, but... Oh, uh, yeah, she's already started deleting things from the subroutine. Do you want me to save the information she's currently deleting? Yes, yes, please, please do that. Do that and then get on with it. No more interruptions. I'm sorry, that was kind of beyond my control. Uh, <laughs> he just 
quickly starts typing and you see the scan is is almost complete. He does some typing. Let's see how good he does on saving information for you. He has tech use of three on, <laughs> in a shocking twist. He's very good at tech use. Oh, right, because of the tech around him. For five, uh, he is plugged into I the new sphere. I can still hear Nero. He's his boss. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't have anything from the Rosette. If he had the Rosette, it would help him. Oh, my God. He is the luckiest motherfucker in the world. Uh, so, got some files for you that I think might be useful later. If not for this case, I've got them on the system. However, she knows that you made me take them. So, she's going to be less of a fan of yours moving forward. It doesn't matter. Just, just... I cannot wait to join your team because I want to be a part of a team where someone can say the fabricator of a system has a real problem with you and you can go, I don't care. <laughs> All right. So the scan's complete. I'm going to keep showing him pictures of bunnies for a second. Uh, okay. I'm just going to do another quick tech use check because okay, okay. <laughs> I need to know the results of this <laughs> test. Um, there we go. Oh my God, five successes. Okay, oh, this has worked really good. We're just going to give him the Emperor rosette. bless. He's the yeah. best. He is the He's best. He's our guy now. You're the, right. you're the inquisitor now. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is a bit awkward. I'm going to keep showing him these bunnies and then you and I can talk about this and we can decide what you want to tell him. Uh, there is, he's been brain damaged, but in a very technical way that would suggest from what I've seen in my history of this, uh, as some sort of sanctioned psychoactivity. If I had to guess, this happened a couple of generations ago, but this, uh, this is very similar to a mind wipe. Somebody went in there and just cleaned out everything. Uh, if I had to look at the rate of healing, I would say, mm, two years ago, two years ago, three years ago, just wiped them clean. And then, uh, I'm not a psyker, so I can't tell you if they put a template in there or what they did, but uh, no, he's there's something wrong with this guy. It was a psyker, not technologically. Well, here's the thing. They can do the wipe technologically, and I, I would believe that because there's definitely like some brain damage left over from the chemicals. Like I, That's what I would do, but I can't put a new memory back in there, and unless you know him as the guy who's like, you'd say, what happened three years ago? And then he just goes, ah! And then drools. If he does that, then then they may have just done it chemically. But if he <laughs> has memories beyond that, then somebody put a new template in there, and it was not a machine. Oh, <laughs> I I see. So the big question uh, that I kind of got to <laughs> ask you is: Do we tell him? Well, somebody's got to ask team. him what happened like three years ago, just so I can hear Ryan do that sound again. <laughs> So uh, if he doesn't know, it could really damage him to find out. And I kind of want to join the team that isn't afraid of Fabricator Cathane. Right, right. Yes. Is that, can you save this information and keep it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. So can you, you know it now. So you just don't say it aloud and then you know it later. Well, if there's any schematics or anything specific, save that and, We'll, we'll discuss it later. Do you want me to put it on like your data slate or do you want me to just keep it here and you can ask for it when you want it? No. I'll... I gave you two is... options and you said no. I'm confused. I'm a very literal person. I'm sorry. I spend a lot of time with machine people. This is not my forte. So just... Uh, <laughs> Emperor, damn it all. All right. Give me the information and you're coming with us. 
Oh, I don't know if you want to do that. I can. I can, but then I'm not here, which means you don't get any more information from here. So do you want me to go live with you? Because I would love that. All right. Well, just let him out and we'll ask him. Okay. Not about not about the other thing, just about okay. where, where you're so, going to live. Not the brain damage template thing. Don't whether say or not that again. <laughs> not about the thing that cannot be named, but just about uh, where I'm going to live. Yes. Okay, here you go. And he like gives you a little chip that you can slot oh. into a data slate. It's about the size of, if you remember, like SIM cards for phones, like mm-hmm. very, very tiny, about, yeah, pinky, pinky nail kind of thing that you can plug into any data slate, but it's really easy for you to pocket or hide it. It's not something anybody would find unless they were actively looking for it. Right. Um, if somebody's searching your clothes, they would have to roll like a triumph to find it. It's fucking- put it in a secret inner pocket in the dress somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Two traps. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard. Uh, and he just bustles into the room and undoes uh, the interrogator. And he's like, all right, so we can put some new muscles in there for you, maybe. It's going to take a couple of weeks if you've got the time. But otherwise, the big question was, uh, do I stay here as a spy or do I go live with you wherever you live now? Because outside, the sister said, maybe I could live with you and I yeah. would like to leave. <clears throat> Ignatius, uh, I, I, first of all, I want to uh, thank you for for showing me that that uh, just adorable uh, pantomime uh, about uh, the, the Primarchs, the fuzzy little Primarchs, just running around to all the corners of the galaxy, and you know, then oh, the Emperor's got to go find them all, and they're just hopping away. It was very amusing, and uh, you know, I needed that that good laugh. Uh, couldn't figure out which one was you know him, but I tried my best. Yeah, listen, I, I want that for you too. I really do. And uh, there's one problem, though, uh, that I, I really want to be very clear with you about. Um, I'm just an interrogator. I'm not quite in- inquisitor level yet. Now, I can likely just requisition you, and I think that's fine. Uh, of course, it, we may not want to, you know, tell everyone here, uh, tell your fabricator, Cathane, you know, that we're inquisition. That might might make things a little bit awkward. Um, we still don't know who's on, uh, on the level, aside from you. Um, so I'm thinking, let me go talk to my boss. Uh, I'll, I'll just call him on the Vox, make sure it's all good. Because the last thing I'd want, Ignatius, is to bring you with us right now. Just bring you right out of here. Get you set up in that great new home we're going to have ready for you. And then have them be like, no, you got to put that guy back. <laughs> so I think that'd go real bad for you, right? Yeah, I would be disassembled and turned into a servitor for betraying the Mechanicus. No, and you see, I don't, I don't want that for you. You're, you're too cool for that. Uh, I enjoy talking to you too much. I don't want you to just be some, you know, skull on a stick with like a weird elevator hand. I know that's real specific, but I've been seeing that guy a lot lately. He, he just really bums me out. So, listen, here's, here's what I need. Um, let me go talk to my people. You stay here, unless you think you're under threat. In which case, we can get you out right now. No, no. Uh, your partner spoke with the fabricator, revealing that you were Wait, with the now? Inquisition. So she has no further questions. Uh, she's accepted me as a, an acceptable loss, which means I will have a certain leeway to carry out activities on your behalf because I can be denied and then turned into a servitor afterwards. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, look, uh, I'm going to give you a, a private Vox number. Um, uh, does 911 get used for anything around here? Uh, that connects with the Arbites, but nine one one point one, I could convert over to our no, own. No, you know what? No, that that that's fine. You know, back where I'm from, uh, on uh, Traven, nine 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 is how you get uh, how, how you get the Arbites. It's strange wow. how that that changed. So why don't we use that? Okay, uh, you dial nine nine nine. That'll go straight to our our uh, our, our private Vox link, um, because I, I I don't, and then I'll like go over and like legitimately like again put a hand on her shoulder and be like I don't want to be worried about you here. You know what I mean? So if, if it ever seems like you're in danger, you just, you call us 
and uh, I'll get Sister Mina's, you know, wrath and fury to just fucking descend on this place, you know? Okay. Yes, and yes, interrogator. I am excited to have joined your band in this undercover role. I will build you many muscles. Yeah, yeah. On that note, not going to need those nestles. nestles. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little bit loopy from all those 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 pictures. Some of them were real scary. Like I kept seeing like uh, you know, like all the colors of the sun rising. That really freaked me out. But luckily, there was some like blood and gore to really calm me back down, which was good. So thank you for that. It was a good. It was a good arrangement. Um. So yeah, listen. Uh, that that all sounds good. Uh, you stay here. Um, you you got those. Uh, and we'll we'll get to the muscle thing a little bit later on. You know, uh, oh, hey, uh, you, you scanned my brain, right? Do you, um, and I'll like lean in a bit closer and like almost sub vocalize knowing he's got real good ears and I'll just, uh, whisper, did you figure out what they did to me? I'm waiting on results. I should have them for you in a few days. And I'll, uh, no, and say, yeah, that's all right. That's good champ. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Great. Uh, and uh, you got those uh, genetic baselines for me, yep? Yes, yes. They've been uploaded into this. Uh, and he takes out two more little SIM cards and he offers one to each, like you and one to the sister. Plug those into any data slate or specifically a gene printer uh, and they should be able to tell you if something matches. Those were taken within the last three years. They've all had treatments within the last three years, so it should be accurate. At least our databases and more accurate than those our bites have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 911 calling motherfuckers. All right, that's great. Ignatius, you're uh you are a, a true asset uh to the Inquisition and uh you are a uh a true uh and and righteous uh knight in the service of uh your machine god, I guess, uh but also um our uh our beloved uh emperor on his golden throne uh as long as he may retain it. Huh? Yeah. One and the same, according to the law. The Omnissiah is the emperor, unless you hey. ask anyone who has enough power to disagree. There you go. Don't ask the sister. I feel like that's where you're going to get that uh, disagreement. Uh, great. Well, in that case, uh, keep up the good work. Um, honestly, uh, we're happy to have you. The last Mechanicus didn't uh, didn't work out great. And then I'll kind of look at the sister and be like, we, we had Mechanicus, right? I mean, did, I'll did tell we? you. Did we? No, you had exactly your four team members during your four missions. That oh. is all you know. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes, she <laughs> says. <laughs> Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of nearly $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless. You can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor.
something uh, to make him happy. <laughs> Tom, would he be looking to see if that was a lie or would Nero just be looking for an affirmation? Um, I think Nero's confused enough that he's not actually trying to actively. Okay. Yeah, we don't I'll... need to make it in a post check then. We could just. <laughs> yeah, no, it's almost, it was almost to himself. Like he, he almost did a full like Seymour Skinner, like staring out the the slats of his blinds uh, as everyone else sits in his office awkwardly. So yeah, I don't think he'd be probing too much yet. Uh, he's also still a bit dazed from his clockwork orange treatment. So um, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll say, yeah, yeah, great. But you, Ignatius, you're going to be amazing. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> at that point, he just ushers you both out the door and you're done. It's clear he's incredibly literal. So if he feels like a conversation is over, he will just end <laughs> it and get back to work. Um, you head outside. Your ground car pulls up. There's a blindfolded guy in the front. You get in, then it pulls away. So you know that that's all taken care of. Within a few hours, all of you having had your various security check-ins, your various negotiations, yeah. all of this has taken place. Uh, you're back. You arrive around the same time. Some meetings took a little longer. Some were a little shorter. But you're back in the room. Uh, you have a moment to catch up before you should rest uh, to be on your game for tomorrow's Gladiator games. Uh, however, you've got to catch each other up on what's happened and formulate whatever plan you can for tomorrow. So how does that conversation go down? We'll say you all have a moment to like collect whatever the equivalent of like if you want to recap, if you want some other drink of some kind, you could switch into whatever your inquisitorial jammies are and then have that like end of the first day at camp chat uh, in the common area before you go to rest. <laughs> I love the idea of inquisitorial jammies. I know you just threw that out there. With the insignias on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining mine has like a bunch of them, but then also smaller ones and like uh, little cherub servitors and like, oh. you know, they're they're very soft. Um, <laughs> Love that. Love that Honestly, for you. If, if your characters would legitimately want those, you do have servitors who would make clothing to your specifications. So it's kind of like whatever your sleep clothes would be that you would want to wear it to chat in. Realistically, Nero would be wearing those obnoxious like red silk like sleep suit situation thing. Um, he might have, uh, oh no, he wouldn't have the inquisitorial eye. He doesn't want that anywhere on him other than the rosette, which he will definitely hold out a hand for uh, as soon as he's within hand holding out distance of Piper. So Piper, what what are you wearing and what do you hand over? What's what's late night Piper like? Um, I think late night Piper is in... I think a midnight blue, very traditional, like button up, like loose, silky sleep set, like um, with white um, symbols of the, is it, um, oh, is it just the Adeptus Astropathica? Correct. Yes. So it'll be simple that those would be the symbols that she'll have on them. Nice. And yes, she will hand over the rosette. Warden has a second identical version of his coat. Uh, he has the equivalent <laughs> of what I use for my CPAP. There's a small machine that he puts one coat in to sanitize it while he wears the other. Oh. Um, you would all know no one else would looking at him. His coat is actually an elaborate form of armor. So he sleeps in it even though it's comfortable because he is ready to report for duty at any moment. Um Finding him out of that would only happen during time in a hypnocask. Like, chaos doesn't sleep. Why should he... <laughs> Exactly. I'm getting big like Mr. X or like Nemesis vibes from, from Warden. Mm -hmm. Just tall, dark, and uh, unstoppable. Um, tall, dark, and spooky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the vibe he wants to give off, so he's nailing it. Yeah. Um, 
Do you return the rosette, Piper? I do. I do. I'll hand it over. Sister Having Mina none F. of the information. I was going to say, well, this is a nice way for us to kind of paint this picture. Sister Mina, you see the rosette handed back. What are you wearing and how do you feel without, you don't have to talk yet, but how do you feel about seeing the rosette handed back to the interrogator? Oh boy. Um, so she's wearing uh, just another dress, but it's like a sleep dress, like a turn of the century, like you would see on a little kid, like big and shapeless, just like white with laciness on it, just like <laughs> basic. Um, she has a lot. She has a lot of, <laughs> of mixed feelings right now. Um, <laughs> so she's she's fine with the the rosette getting handed over, but she's just like inner turmoil conflicted. Nice. And Seth, you're the last to arrive because you had the most stairs and elevators to deal with along with the longest drive. So you're the last one to arrive in the room as everything is kind of returned to place. Uh, do you have sleep clothes? Uh, and I would say you're probably the first one to talk. That feels like Seth is the guy who breaks the silence. Yeah. Um, Seth will uh, will come in and like without looking at anyone, <laughs> he'll, he'll be like uh, uh, walking into his, his room and be like, I'll be out in a moment. I'm going to change. And he's just going to... Uh, Go in with like his, you know, with like his long coat on and stuff like that. And he's going to come out in like a smoking jacket um, <laughs> and uh, like a uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge uh, nightcap. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he'll have taken his shoes off. He's just in his bare feet. And he sits at like a chair, and like kicks his feet up onto the table. It's just a fucking dick thing to do. Um <laughs> But like like a table that like everyone else is sitting at, and he's got his feet up. Um, it's the table we eat at. Yeah. 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 After <laughs> after like a full day of like walking around and shit like that, and yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, it'll be an expensive wooden dining table with gold inlay. Uh, yeah. Picture it like the top floor of a Trump-ish hotel. <laughs> like <laughs> like it's it's a poor person's idea of how a rich person would live. Right. Uh, yeah. That's and you're in the dining room section. I like that juxtaposition of all of the bed clothes. Mm. Uh, and he'll say, um, right, I've secured an alias and rapport with Lucia Bain. Uh, she believes me to be a political fixer of sorts, uh, uh, sent over by the governor to ensure her victory. There's enough truth in that, that it was easy enough for me to fabricate the rest. She's told me that her gladiators for the fight tomorrow are going to be a unit she calls her Suicide Kings, a band of unturnable uh, uh, stormtroopers. They'll have hell pistols and uh, carapace armor, the like, fairly standard stuff. But it seems like their dedication to her is unquestionable as she has their lifestyles uh, taken care of, as well as uh, their families under her boots. So they're not going to give up willingly. Um, which works out as uh, we've agreed to help the governor and I've got Lucia thinking I'm helping her. Uh, we're going to see about coming in second place at the gladiatorial event. We'll let them take first. We just need to worry about keeping the other houses in third and fourth, respectively. How, how did we do uh, elsewhere? He's like quite satisfied with himself being like, no hitches, no hangups. And he's going to sip like a cup of tea that he's, that a servitor has prepared for him. Um, and Pipe will just say, 
Well, so uh had a nice chat with Chase in our book, Dan. Um, knows who we are. Um, so I I mean basically according to their buddies, it's fine we're here now. Uh and uh they're uh I mean, he's going to search for like cultists, but honestly, he doesn't seem to think that there are any on this planet. So he's like getting information about like the other planets in the system. I don't know what that's going to mean. So I'm like, keep an eye out. So he's going to be keeping an eye out. Um, uh, And we basically got him on speed dial. So like if anyone wants to call him, it's just like, get hop on the box and dial in 911. So you're comfortable with using your powers then? Oh, absolutely not. Because, um, I mean, he says the that, cultists that aren't here. Yeah. Well, he says they're not here, but like, I'm not sure that they're not here. And even if they're not here, then like wherever they are, it's still like, it was still like affecting me, obviously. So, um, I mean, who knows, maybe it's something like super powerful that can like affect that, like a really big distance. I don't know. Yeah. Seth, not to put too fine a point on this, but we did hear spooky voices come through our dearly departed, uh, Vox coders. So, I'm inclined to agree with Piper. I mean, personally, I I don't really know anything about a a cult being here, but uh, forces of chaos, specifically one that has, you know, a rather large, it'll just like point at my eye. Be like, you know, that one I think is probably looking, looking around for someone just like Piper. So I'll like nod at you, Piper in in like a very like, yeah, this is, this is the way kind of. And like, to be clear, maybe it's not coldest, but it's something damn scary. Oh, and I got like the gene stuff. So there we go. That's Uh, the baseline. (laughs) And Seth will turn to Warden and say, Warden, what's your read on this heretic cultist situation? The the local law here says there's nothing to worry about, and yet Piper's not satisfied as someone whose primary concern is whether or not she is... uh, her abilities are taken advantage of. Uh, what say you? Laura, you have Warden's sheet. Uh, yeah. What's his, uh, is streetwise or perception higher for him? Um, They're equal. Great. Then let's roll a streetwise slash perception. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Probably difficulty. Probably perception, yeah. Sorry? Probably perception. Yeah, that feels right from yeah. what he saw and what he heard. Yeah. Uh, I will say a difficulty... Three. Okay. Um, I feel like it's pretty clean for me. Does anybody want to add story points or anything else? We're at three in your favor, two in mine. Mm, asking for for a read doesn't sound like we need to blow a story point on it. We can no, and also I feel like an RP around whatever the result is. Yeah, I think like my understanding of Warden also is is again he's not really on our team. He's just with our team. Yeah. So. I almost feel like it's it's a matter of, yeah, if a demon gets in her head, I shoot out the front of her head. If there's no demon in her head, I don't care to conjecture. That doesn't matter to me. What matters is if the demon goes in the head, pow, pow, sword, sword. All righty, yes. Yeah, so just roll that that dipole then, Laura. Hey, one threat. Uh, he taps uh, He taps his belt and you just get don't know, comma, bad. Okay. All right. Though it's probably worth flagging. That seems like a pretty standard response if you ask him about <laughs> anything warp related. Yeah, yeah he probably just think... assumes it's all bad because he's just constantly on the watch for it. Yeah. yeah. So I think Seth is like typical response 
All right, so Piper remains to be scared of her own shadow. Um, Nero and Mina, what have you got? Um, we'll stare at each other in, in kind of like a vaguely tense silence. <laughs> oh, and there's there's uh, a tension, <laughs> a palpable tension. After like, after like, what have you got? And then like a sip and then there's silence. So he's like, in regards to your meeting with the uh, iron, I've lost it. Iron Ignatius something? Ironforth. In regards to your meeting with Ironforth, of course. Oh yeah, that's that's great, uh, Seth. That's great context. Yeah, no, we we got that. We just had a we had a couple hiccups uh, along the way. It doesn't sound like ours went as smoothly as uh, you know. Piper clearly got the 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 gene code baseline immediately, and then you know investigated her her uh, personal interests. Or I mean, you uh, sounds like you you've you've inserted yourself uh, quite nicely there. Um, yeah, so uh, I got some good news. First of all. Uh, We've got to clear out a new bed uh, back aboard the Emperor's hand because uh, we're going to have a new member joining our, our merry band. Um, Ignatius Ironforth himself uh, will be our, our new uh, Mechanicus. Uh, you know, I just got to check with, uh, 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 you know, the Inquisitor first to make sure that's all, all kosher. But um, he's, a, he's a helpful fellow, uh, knows a lot about uh, uh, the manipulation of uh, biology and genetics. Admittedly, he may still turn out to be an asshole, in which case I'm sure Sister Mina will have absolutely no problem putting him down in rather uh, spectacular fashion. But, um, you know, we all need friends, right? So I got us a friend. Um, we've got the genetic baseline. That's all great. Uh, but uh... outside, you hear the, the bark of car horns. On this world, they've made them all sound like animals. Ooh, get out of the way. Yeah, I just like, yeah, Nero rolls his eyes and he's like, also, we got to talk to those nephews about blaring their horns late at night. Uh, It's really, uh, it's really unsettling. In any case, um, uh, Sister Mina uh, had a run in with uh, Fabricator Cathane, uh, uh, who I honestly don't know much about, but uh, apparently we are now known uh, to, to the Fabricator and the Mechanicus here on planet. So, uh, Sister, why don't you fill him in on on your your side of things there? She just takes a deep, shaky breath, and then she's like, yes, I have something to say. And she looks at Nero, and she's like, I questioned your judgment, and for that lack of faith, whatever punishment you see fit, I will go through regardless i was given information both about the mission at hand but also and she takes a tiny chip out of her her pocket and she puts it in the middle of the table and she's like this was the information given to you by your scans and and i know to for the mission i should have kept it but i i wanted to show you that i trust you and i'm faithful to you and and we can face it all together. And my eyes kind of go wide. And uh, I just kind of muttered, that son of a bitch told me he was still waiting for the results. Uh, maybe we needn't 
create a new bunk space after all. I, mean, I, I, it, it was me. I didn't want you to find out there without everyone else. I, but I didn't want to keep it from you any longer. And I am so very sorry. Um, Nero's legitimately touched uh, by this. Um, and uh, he, he just says, he uh, says, sister, I know how hard uh, keeping secrets is for you. I know how uh, almost physically painful that is. So, uh, you know, it means, uh, means a lot to me that you uh were willing to do this uh do this for me uh i think that the penance uh for this is just having to uh continue to work with uh you know blackguards like us you know you've got uh you know extension of the emperor's will herself over here you've got uh you know non-believer of the fallen variety over there and uh then I'll just pick up the chip and be like, and whatever the fuck I am. So um, I'll just kind of uh, hold the chip up and say, uh, I got uh, I got the good mechanicus to give my brain a scan because, uh, guys, I got to tell you, I uh, don't think we're playing with a whole deck here right now. But whatever's on this chip, one way or another, is going to be a problem i think and i'll like look to mina for confirmation that either way this is going to be a problem she has sad puppy face <laughs> that's all yeah i think uh, yeah. warden's hand has subtly moved to his health pistol <laughs> yeah um and uh i'll like clock that and give him like a yeah okay smile <laughs> as i pull the rosette out and just hang it over my uh the front of my armor uh, and warden I'll... gives you a nod but doesn't move his hand and you realize the threat is if you're a heretic he'll shoot piper before you can turn her that's fair yeah again like Nero's doing this in the way that like someone who's about to get executed like spits at the guard like there's clearly like <laughs> if warden wants us dead that's just gonna happen um but anyway um he kind of holds holds the chip up and says uh so um we got a big day tomorrow we got a rather large uh large task ahead of us and as far as i'm aware we're still short uh a bunch of gladiators uh so here's the real question do we want whatever this bomb is to go off tonight or do we want to have it go off tomorrow after we celebrate our second place finish well what's the bomb i don't know i mean but look Sister? at her and i'll just point at her i'll be like she looks like she just saw the emperor get out of the toilet why don't i have a look at that and make a more informed decision after i viewed its contents um mina just looks at at, at nero about that like she wanted everyone to look at the same time but yeah, he uh, he looks at it like between Piper and uh, Seth's reaction. Uh, he just kind of shrugs and says, uh, uh, "I mean, no, Seth. Weirdly, I <laughs> I trust you with this, but uh, the sister um, she compromised herself pretty hard uh, to to give us this opportunity. So." Uh, as much as I trust you and, and trust that plan, I think I trust her more. So with that, I'll just plug it into, I guess, like I'll flick on like, you know, HDMI 2 or whatever on the box coder, um, <laughs> slide it in. Um, and uh, as I kind of um, sit down and, you know, like some waiting for test results, kind of like cross, cross my, uh, you know, 
steeple my fingers. I'll just say, uh, you know, my last film had bunnies in it. Uh, and then I'll just kind of sink back and, and wait for whatever the fuck this information is going to be to wash over me. And the info flashing up on the screen, it's a collection of scans crudely written by Narek notes and other medical ephemera. But you begin to realize with the explanations of Sister Olean Mina that there may be a threat even more insidious than Fabius Bile. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion! Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot-toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out. 
It's the Four Spurs Pantry! Yeehaw! Are you sleepy now, kids? Uh, yes, Daddy. I can't wait to go to Mockery Manor and Claytonville. Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now. <laughs>